You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, broadcast sometime in mid-December 2020. Yes, still on lockdown, but hope is on the way. We talk today about the Dennis Fisher action figures of the 70s. We also update you on the Big Finish Cassette Challenge. Do not get your hopes up. And collection protection today while we protect those action figures. What are the other alternatives out there? This and much more, including the outrageous offer. But first, I present to you star, stage, and screen in the recent film Lost at Christmas, the great Fraser Hines. Welcome back to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, the podcast that explores the wide world of Doctor Who collecting, including those who collect and protection of those collectibles, as well as anything related to Doctor Who merchandise. Uh, Happy to present our 32nd episode. Thanks for your patience. I am Larry Van Mersbergen, your host and producer, and I have been collecting Doctor Who items since 1981. And, of course, you know the story. In 84, I had this ridiculous idea to open a Doctor Who store in Chicago, called it Bundles from Britain. And it's mentioned in a wonderful book, a book that every collector needs on their shelf. It's called Red, White, and Who, The Story of Doctor Who in America. It documents how Doctor Who arrived in this country and all of the stations that carried it and all the information in the stores, including bundles from Britain on page 384 from ATB Publishing. I have a very convenient link at our website at DoctorWhoCollectors.com where you can buy this book directly from Amazon. Our theme song is Who's Doctor Who, composed by Barry Mason and Les Reed, performed by the great Fraser Hines. Of course, he played Jemmy McCrimmon, the longest-running character and friend of the podcast. We would love to have your support of this podcast, and you can support us as easily as going to our uh, site at doctorwhocollectors.podbean.com and click the patron button. We thank all of those who have helped us out. Or you can visit our eBay store. Our eBay store contains Doctor Who items that are duplicates within the collection. We are not selling off the collection at all. Uh, but sometimes I find that I've got two of something and I don't need two of something. Or something that's sent to us to review that um, we already have in the collection. Or we have another copy and we are happy to part with it at a slightly reasonable price. You can find that um, link here at uh, bit.ly backslash DWCP eBay store. And we've raised almost $1,000 through our eBay store to help cover expenses on the podcast. Of course, you can hear our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, including the Podbean platform. We are a very proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. So you can see other great Doctor Who podcasts if you visit the website at doctorwhopodcastalliance.org. And don't forget to be social. You can like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then check out our new LinkedIn page. 
All of the gallery photos of our collections will be streamed from Instagram, but can be viewed on our website as well, which is DoctorWhoCollectors.com. If you ever need to reach out to us, it's DoctorWhoCollectorsPodcast at gmail.com. Proudly sponsored by Alien Entertainment, please visit them at DoctorWhoStore.com or visit their physical location, open Wednesdays through Saturdays uh, in Lombard on Main Street. Uh, You can find them very easily. Just look for the big Doctor Who logo in the window. Um, Gene Smith owns and operates Alien Entertainment, and of course he was my partner back during the Bundles from Britain days. So he's very reliable, and he can find just about anything for you. Just let him know that you heard it here on the podcast. I'd like to recommend a couple of other great podcasts to get your listening completely filled out. So if you have this one on your on your on your list here, you should have a few more. Uh, the other two here. First, we have the Police Box in a Junkyard podcast. It's a random Doctor Who story uh, discussed. And um, I was on a recent episode where we talked about Doctor Who and the Hand of Fear. And it is hosted by our friend Eric Goldbranson. And secondly, of course, uh, I hope you're keeping up with the Doctor Who Target Book reading at the Target Book Club podcast. Uh, you can find them just about anywhere you get your podcasts. And they're just getting well into the Tom Baker era right now, where they're discussing a thorough discussion of the books, whether they good, be good, bad, or completely ugly. Um, and hosted by our good friend Tony Witt. So... Even though the books were not published in story order, it's interesting to see the difference in stories written from one book to the next, where even a decade could pass between their writing. I hope you were able to catch the virtual convention that was Chicago TARDIS 21. In fact, you can still catch all of the panels and interviews on the Chicago TARDIS Facebook page or their YouTube channel. Uh, Be sure to tune in, of course, to my panel. I did a session on Doctor Who collecting, tips from a professional collector, where most of the Who room was on display for just, you know, for showing you what's out there and how to take care of it and all the great stuff that you learn on the podcast. Got a great endorsement from uh, our friends Nick Seidler and Stephen Warren Hill, who run Chicago TARDIS. So please check that out. Um, of course, I'm proud to be the Chicago TARDIS expert on collecting. It's, a, it's an honor and a privilege. And of course, join us for Chicago TARDIS 21, where with all, um, hopefully all good luck and knock on wood and the vaccine is coming and all that great stuff, that we will be in person at the Westin Hotel next Thanksgiving weekend. You can get more details about that at chicagotardis.com. And don't worry, if you bought a ticket for Chicago TARDIS 20, that ticket has automatically rolled over to Chicago TARDIS 21. And a little update here on the Big Finish Cassette Challenge. Well, it's over and done with. Um, Not going to happen, apparently, uh, after listening to Jason Haig-Ellery at the Chicago TARDIS uh, virtual panel. um, Said he wasn't going to do it unless he got 100 quid per cassette, which is 100 pounds, roughly 125 U.S. dollars. Well, I had a long think about that, and I thought, well, that's disappointing because the, you remember those special LP editions that they put out here, you know, Light at the End and Spare Parts and uh, The Chimes of Midnight? Well, they cost about, oh, $125 here in this country. Hmm. And they mostly sold out when they finally got here. Uh, Also, all of those vinyl releases that went to the uh, Sainsbury's locations and were bought up by eager people, 
I'm sorry, people who um, took those albums and tripled the price and offered them to us here uh, in the U.S. via eBay or other sites that sell secondhand records. And I think those went for almost $100 each. So, Mr. Hey Gallery, I, I implore you that I think a cassette special edition would fetch your 100 quid. And so I'm going to double down once again on that challenge. So if you're interested in $100 for a special edition Big Finish cassette, it sounds like a lot, but if it does come out, it'll be a one-time thing. You can post on Twitter with the hashtag Big Finish Cassette Challenge. Coming up, we've got collection protection, the featured story, and our most outrageous offer coming up right after this brief break. I would like to invite you to take a trip across all of time and space. Join us in the police box as we discuss the worlds of Doctor Who in a completely random order. We discuss it all. TV stories, audio adventures, novels, nonfiction books, and on and on. I'm your host, Eric Branson. I would be very happy if you'd join me for the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a proud partner of the Video Junkyard podcast and can be found on most major podcast platforms including SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. You are listening to the Doctor Who Collectors podcast. Hello fellow time travelers, I'm Tony Witt with the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations. I'm joined by... Dalton Hughes. And by... Alison Fitzsafry. And we record our episodes twice a month. You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Enjoy your travels! Up there is the scanner, those are the doors, that is a chair with a panda on it. Sheer poetry, dear boy. And now it's time for the main story. Uh, since we're doing uh, our December slash Christmas episode, um, and I thought it would be a nice idea to just talk quickly about the Dennis Fisher Doctor Who action figures and toys that came out in the 70s. And so um, a lot of the, uh, the Dennis Fisher Doctor Who toys, uh, they came out in 1975 and 1977, um, and some were actually remade, uh, repurposed uh, in Italy. And so I have actually a, a Tom Baker uh, from Italy on the Harbert uh, box, and I, but I've also got a Leela, which is from uh, Dennis Fisher in the UK. So here are the here's what was available. Um, they basically made a range of Doctor Who toys. Uh, they are they stood they stand about nine and a half inches tall and were held together with uh, you know the same kind of plastic pliable bands that you know if you had a, a Superman growing up or a Batman I had these things and they were I think they were made by the same company and they all were flexible they had points of of, of movement and things like that <clears throat> so they were made just like the action figures of the 70s so the first one of course was Leela the intrepid warrior of the galaxies uh, the Seventeen Tribler and the fourth doctor's loyal companion as portrayed by Louise Jameson and the Dennis Fisher doll comes with a loincloth outfit, pouch, and knife accessory. So if you have it with the knife and the box, um, you could expect to pay up to $500 for Leela. I haven't seen very many Leelas out there. Uh, my box was damaged, and I don't think I have a knife. So, you know, you might uh, want to take a look around for that one. That one uh, is hard to find. Um, Doctor Who himself, uh, which is interesting because... Um, for one thing, the Dennis Fisher uh, Fourth Doctor Doctor Who comes with sonic screwdriver, um, hat, and scarf. 
And in fact, it was interesting because they didn't make this doll based on Tom Baker. <laughs> this particular doll was made um, initially based on a fact of a character called Mike Gambit from The New Adventures. So if you want to Google Mike Gambit and take a look at him and then take a look at a picture of this doll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It was not at all uh, close to Tom Baker. Um, and I thought that was kind of funny. Anyway, the um, the doctor was also this also was released um, in the Italian version. The Italian Tom Baker is a lot easier to find, and you can get those relatively inexpensively from twenty five dollars on up. The in, the English Intrepid Explorer of the Galaxies, the UK version, is a little bit more difficult to find, especially with all the accessories and the box. Again, you could expect to pay from anywhere from $300 on up for Tom Baker in the English side. Um, there was also the Dennis Fisher K9 featuring Friction Drive, the doctor's best friend. And um, I haven't seen very many of these. I've only seen them without the box. Um, and they're going for as much as $300 without the box. So with the box, I imagine you're talking anywhere from $500 on up for a canine Dennis Fisher. Um, next, of course, and this one is pretty rare also, the, uh, the K1 giant robot from the story Robot, the first Tom Baker story. Uh, the figure has removable shoulders and five points of movement, and uh, it comes with a weapon accessory, the black gun uh, that he carried. And, um, of course, the, <laughs> the, uh, the fun part is that the, uh, the, the box itself and, and kind of the, the top of it kind of resembles the Boba Fett uh, action figure from Star Wars, but it's pretty close to the K-1 robot. Um, if you can find a K-1 robot without the box, you could expect to pay 600 on up, and that's what I've seen on eBay. With a box, I've seen as 800 and higher. They're very rare. Um, a lot of these, remember, these were toys. These were issued in the 70s to children, and a lot of times they were played with and broken and discarded. So a few of them survive today um, as collectibles. And if you can find one, I do not own a K1 robot. Uh, I have not been able to find one. Um, another, The next one, of course, is the Cyberman. And the Cyberman was based, uh, of course, on the uh, either the Invasion or Revenge of the Cyberman style Cyberman. Uh, the Dennis Fisher Cyberman also had a nose, which was interesting. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, this one has, uh, and the only the only Cyberman with a nose, uh, just uh, off of, is the Tenth Planet Cyberman that you saw in the most recent uh, Peter Capaldi story, and of course the Tenth Planet. But anyway, a Cyberman or uh, the Italian. Um, you know, uh, part of that. They're very difficult to find. Uh, Cybermen by themselves, I've seen for $200 on up. With a box, you could expect to pay 500 or more because I just haven't seen very many of those. And maybe, you know, if I'm wrong, you know, please let me know. Shoot us an email at uh, doctorwhocollectors at gmail.com if you have uh, information that um, they're a little bit better priced out there or they're more available. Um, but the Cyberman has not been seen. Um, the next, of course, there was the Dalek. Um, the Dalek is probably, they said it's the most accurate Dalek that was produced as far as its design. And it comes with a red dome and a little bit of a friction drive note uh, thing there. 
friction drive motion, it says. Uh, the Dalek is six inches tall, and the original Dalek in the box, very, very difficult to find. I am just guessing uh, anywhere from $800 on up for a Dalek in the box. Um, good luck with that. I haven't even seen any Daleks standalone, so I can't even guess. I'm guessing even still a Dalek by itself might be $500 if you can find one. Um, next, of course, there's the TARDIS, and this is in a large box. I, I do have one of those here, and uh, what's funny about this is it's actually designed exactly after the old Star Trek uh, tra uh, transporter room. Uh, so it has a, it has the, it's of course the police box. It's got a, a spin at the top that spins in place. There's a piece of Velcro to hold the doll in place. While you spin the, uh, the TARDIS and you hit the red button, the character disappears and you spin the button and hit the green button and the character reappears. Sound familiar? It's just like the, um, transporter room on Star Trek where the character disappears and comes back again. Um, Again, when you open the doors, the doctor will be gone and so forth. So there are pegs on the doors, and those typically break over time. My uh, doors on my TARDIS uh, are not connected any longer. I'm trying to figure out solutions for that. Um, but um, you can find these pretty regularly. You'll pay about $200 on up uh, for this in the box, and it is a very large item. It stands about a foot tall. So um, very nicely to have that, and it works with the dolls. Of course, there were a couple other uh, items that came out with Dennis Fisher that were not related to the toys, but there are a couple of board games. And uh, I'm just going to mention them briefly because I'm planning a show in the future um, before the before the lockdown. I had planned to meet with the Chicago Doctor Who meetups and actually do a live taping of us playing the game War of the Daleks. And I, I showed off a little bit of that in my Chicago TARDIS panel virtual this year. Uh, where the Daleks move on the game board and things like that. And um, it's, a, it's a board game, of course. Dennis Fisher did that in the 70s. There is uh, four red and silver and four blue and gold Daleks. They're about five centimeters high with revolving domes. And then lastly, of course, the Strawberry Fair uh, Doctor Who board game um, from 75, 56 cards, four colored counters. And then um, there was a, the original version just has the TARDIS on the front. The, um, the reprint has Tom Baker on the box. So they... Basically, the 70s, in that time period after the Three Doctors up through the Tom Baker era, was a very popular time to market toys for Doctor Who. And unfortunately, none of these toys were released in the United States. Um, the United States market didn't pick up until the early 80s, and by this point, this stuff had already been out of print. So there was no, uh, except through the secondary markets, I think I saw a War of the Daleks game at, Chicago, at TARDIS 22 back in 1985, and I don't remember what they were selling it for. I just know I was, I, I saw it and I was like, wow, I didn't realize that was there. So that's what we're talking about. And um, so, like I said, if you have any information to share about the Dennis Fisher toys, uh, shoot us an email at doctorwhocollectors at gmail.com. And of course, um, those, you know, Doctor Who toys are a great gift for that Who fan. Of course, if you're buying for a collector, talk to them first. So thank you again for listening. This has been our main story, the Dennis Fisher toys. All my travelings throughout the universe, I have battled against evil, against power-mad conspirators. I should have stayed here. The oldest civilization 
decadent, degenerate, and rotten to the core. Power my conspirators, Daleks, from Tarans, Cybermen. They're still in the nursery compared to us. Ten million years of absolute power. That's what it takes to be really corrupt. And now it's my favorite part of the program, the most outrageous offer. And these do come in now. A lot of these are being sent in to me, and I really appreciate that. I go through them. We research them carefully to make sure that the price and things are accurate, that they're still for sale. A lot of times they disappear from sale after the airing of this podcast. People might, uh, you know, we don't launch a complaint. Sometimes I ask the seller a question, why are you asking this much money when other sellers are selling it for less than 10% of what you're asking for? And again, it's a fight against price gouging, which is a big uh, pet peeve of mine of that these are people that buy Doctor Who items in the UK most of the time and buy out the supply and then they wait three months and then they triple the price and put it on eBay. It's been done with Big Finish products. It's been done with Eagle Moss characters and with uh, other action figures and special uh, edition things that are only available in the UK. Um, my, my solution to that, of course, is that uh, to you makers out there of the Doctor Who products in the UK... Just get yourselves um, in the United States here. Get a distributor over here. I can name a few off the top of my head. But then you can actually collect 100% of the money from the USA customers instead of having it go secondhand. But anyway, today's outrageous offer is on a used uh, is a used book um, on abesbooks.com, one of my, or abebooks.com, I should say, one of my favorite places to look for Target books and hardcovers and other Doctor Who items. And the item is called Doctor Who on Location. It is a book that was published in October 2001 by Reynolds and Hearn Publishing. And it basically um, covers all of the uh, location. Um, it's a guide to all the locations where Doctor Who was shot. Um, a very informative and entertaining look at various trials, tribulations, and joys of taking a complex television program about the world's famous Time Lord out of the studio into the unpredictable outdoors. Um, so it covers um, basically also sections on the 96 TV movie, the Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD, K9 and Company, Dimensions in Time, uh, Shada, and other unproduced adventures, including the Nightmare Fair and the Dark Dimension. So uh, typically this book uh, right now in used condition, even mint, uh, will fetch about $30, anywhere from $20 to $30. Well, this particular seller who's out of Iowa City, Iowa, uh, is asking $2,000 for a new copy of Doctor Who on location. And um, in addition, there are two other sellers selling it for $1,999.99 to try to undercut um, this person. Um, again, and also eight used copies on eight books from $20 and on up. But like I said, the, the average going price for this particular book, in, according to my research, is roughly between $20 and $30. I did not check eBay at the time of this production, but I'm sure there are, there are books out there. Um, and it's a wonderful book. Usually we try to buy a copy at a lower price just to prove we can, and it looks like you can. $2,000, in my opinion, is a bit ridiculous. So, again, when you're looking at an item that is priced highly, do your research. Make sure that you're checking more than one site um, than just the place you're looking at. If you're on eBay, try Amazon uh, UK. Try another. Try doing a general Google search and see if somebody else is selling it or Facebook Marketplace or some of the other places where things are sold. You might 
get a better price. If you can't find it anywhere else, then maybe that's what it is. And if you're not willing or comfortable to spend that kind of money, don't. Know when to stop. That's a very important part about collecting. Uh, it's one step away from, uh, from ruining your financial future or whatever it is, but just keep that in mind. So again, this book, On Lo- Doctor Who, On Location by uh, Richard Bignell uh, from 2001, $2,000, the going price from a seller in Iowa City, Iowa. That is our most outrageous offer. Remember, again, do your research and you could find something for a really good price. Sad, Red, isn't it? People spend all that time making nice things and other people come along and break them. And now it's time for collection protection. Collecting those protectables is also very important to keep your Doctor Who collection to last a long time, to avoid the yellowing of aging or the UV light and things that could cause collectibles to, to lose their value or even just the simple, you know, dropping something on the ground and bending a corner could could devalue your product if if that's it what your intention is if you're collecting for the love of collecting or the love of the item and it brings you joy then you also want to protect it for that same reason so today i want to talk about a company called really useful boxes and these boxes will help you protect things that aren't easily put into a bag Books, comic books, magazines, and records and tapes can all be protected with those plastic sleeves that I talk about from Bags Unlimited. But really useful boxes um, actually produced a box that helps me protect my Doctor Who Give a Show projector and my Doctor Who War of the Daleks games from, you know, being stacked on top of each other and causing that to damage the box. All you need to do is measure the dimensions of what it is you're looking to protect, and you go to their website at reallyusefulproducts.co.uk backslash USA. If you're in the UK, you can leave off the USA part, but they have uh, a distribution center in the Chicago, Illinois area. And the boxes are really, really helpful. Um, Their largest customers in the country here were Staples and Office Depot, and then they decided to reach out. But they are a patented strong storage box with a lid that can be held in place by a securing locked member of the box itself. Um, The boxes are either supplied in a clear transparent material or solid colors if you want added security against UV light. Eight range of colors are available. They also have four separate sizes uh, for office hanging files and things of that nature. Also boxes designed for CD and DVD and multimedia storage. Um, But again, the long list of boxes that they have are quite amazing. And the details of the boxes, you just have to go to their page and they give you the size of the box with the internal and external dimensions and you can fit anything in there. I also use these boxes for my action figures, my Dennis Fisher, Tom Baker, and Leela, and my Palatoid Talking Dalek, and K9 fit into these boxes as well. These are Christmas hats. I've seen people use them. You put them on, and absolutely anything seems funny. Oh, probably won't work on you. Probably not. You want to try? Go on, then. (laughs) 
And now as we wind down the 2020 year, I want to thank all my listeners for listening. And as promised, some gift ideas for that Doctor Who fan, courtesy of Amazon.com. So this year, of course, there are lots of great things you can start with. If you just type in the Google search bar, Doctor Who Merchandise Amazon, you'll come up with a lot of great things. Again, if you're buying for the casual Who fan, I'm sure they'll be happy with uh, what you get them. If you're buying for a collector, though, check with them first, because they might already have it. And just to make sure that it's something they want. But anyway, here's a couple of items of note here. Of course, you can get the the Vandor Doctor Who 13-piece coaster set with tin storage box. For only $21.99. The uh, Funko uh, Dalek action figure is a is a good one for eleven fifty five. Um, of course, for the for the uh, for the you know person who loves Patrick Troughton, the Doctor Who second Doctor and TARDIS set with the TARDIS, uh, $24.99, not a bad price. Uh, I always enjoy the Doctor Who Abbey Road style T-shirt with the Dalek, the Silence, the Weeping Angel, and the TARDIS. Uh, you can get that adult T-shirt in various sizes for $19.95. Uh, there is, of course, the Doctor Who uh, flannel fleece blanket. Uh, it says it's actually a Christmas blanket, 3D printing uh, for a blanket for a better couch, only $30. Um, of course, my favorite, too, is the Disappearing Tardis Coffee Mug. I have one of these, and of course, you can't wash it in the dishwasher. You'll take away the effect, but it's a really cool thing. When you pour the liquid in, the Tardis dematerializes. A lot of fun there. Uh, if you're an old fan of the uh, of the Remembrance of the Daleks, there's the Doctor Who Cole Hill Collector figure set with, um, with uh, Ace and the White Dalek that she beats with a baseball bat for only $34.99. Um, if you're if you're thinking uh, for the ladies out there too, the Doctor Who socks uh, gift, Tardis uh, cosplay low cut crew socks for twenty one ninety eight, and of course the Doctor Who Tardis and Dalek Christmas hat for twenty three ninety nine. Uh, you can also find out there the keys to the Tardis keychain for fourteen ninety nine. That's a good one too. Or if you're really like me and you love the classic logo T shirt, they have the Ripple Junction vintage adult logo t-shirt for $19.95. Uh, the Kurt Adler Doctor Who TARDIS with wreath light up Christmas ornament, only $14.90. Uh, I love these women's canine slippers. They look like two canines for $22.99. Very pretty indeed. Um, I've uh, tried to figure out here some of the things here. There's a Weeping Angel, the Kurt Adler Weeping Angel treetop, only $20.00. Not too bad. Uh, the Doctor Who TARDIS cookie jar with light and sound effects uh, with pushing the lamp or closing the lid, uh, $39.95. Uh, many, many, many things this holiday season. The uh, uh, the Legos Doctor Who kit, building kit here includes, uh, oh, it looks really cool. Um, it's unfortunately not very uh, inexpensive, $189. So you might want to hold that for a serious collector. Uh, let's see, the Jodie Whittaker uh, action figure includes Sonic Screwdriver and the bag, uh, $12.99. Not a bad deal at all. Or if you'd like uh, to get the, Darda, the TARDIS Police Box Bifold Wallet, that's $26.99. So lots of great stuff. Of course, right now we're still under lockdown. They do offer a Doctor Who face mask of various varieties. Um, again, I try to um, I try to make sure that we're only talking about officially licensed material because if you try to buy something that's unlicensed a lot of times it disappears from the website because they want to make sure that the money is going to the right place so lots of great stuff there's a, there's a women's uh, retro tardis t-shirt with kind of a rainbow figure in the tardis not exactly the Tody, the jody whitaker costume but very close um 
And uh, you can't, uh, you want to exit the shower like the doctor uh, did in uh, Spearhead from Space. You need the police box, public call, waterproof fabric bathroom shower curtain, measuring 66 by 72, only 16.98. Not too shabby there. Um, or, of course, the uh, if you like to play the games like I do, Monopoly, the Doctor Who 50th Anniversary Collector's Edition, is also available still. Uh, you can get the uh, classic uh, Claws of Axos action figure set, including Sergeant Benton, Captain Yates, and the Brigadier. And by the way, on the date of this recording, um, Nicholas, uh, Brig Nicholas Briggs, excuse me, Nicholas Courtney would have been 91 years old today. So uh, lots of great stuff out there in the Amazon world. There's just so much to mention uh, that, you know, I don't have time in the podcast. But anyway, um, enjoy that. Maybe the person you're buying for will get into collecting. And if they get into collecting, turn them on to the Doctor Who Collectors podcast. I'm Larry Van Mersbergen for the Doctor Who Collectors podcast, wishing one and all a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year and a Happy Holiday Celebration. Thank you very much for listening. See you next year.